In sports betting, the holy grail for any gambler is the big parlay. It's the quickest way to make a ton of money, and that is what we're going to do here every single week. I'm Chris Horwoodell, and this is my quest for unimaginable riches through impractical odds. Welcome to In Pursuit of a Parlay. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of In Pursuit of a Parlay. Season 2, Episode 3. Last week, we talked about the return of college football, but what we saw in Week 0 was really nothing more than a prelude to the games that matter. Not knocking anyone who took the field last week, but real college football (laughs) starts this weekend. We've got a handful of Top 25 matchups. We've got a couple of really good games on the schedule, and I'm excited to dig right into it. So let's do it. Welcome to In Pursuit of a Parlay. If you haven't been uh, haven't been watching before, we're going to go through eight games. We're going to give you we're going to give you some lines either against the spread or the money line. Sometimes the over under. We're going to come up with the best parlay we can to win the most money possible. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Feel free to comment below. If you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast, subscribe, comment rate, review, do all of that good stuff. Get in touch. Let's make this a conversation and uh, let me know what you want to see in the future. What I want to do right now is get to game one. I'm excited. We're going to start right here. North Carolina State, East Carolina. That is going to be at noon on Saturday. We're showing that that, uh, North Carolina is going to win this one about 74% of the time. No big shock there. This is uh, not the premier matchup of the week, but we do want to hit as many top 25 games as we can in here. NC State is led by a player who needs to be watched, needs to be paid attention to, quarterback Devin Leary. This is a guy who has a chance to ascend up draft boards this year. As a sophomore last season, he was borderline sensational. The jump that he took from sophomore, uh, from pardon me, to redshirt freshman to sophomore, spectacular. Jumps up to 65.7% completion percentage along with 3,433 yards passing. 35 touchdowns to five interceptions. And the guy is not just dinking and dunking. He's throwing the ball downfield. Seven to one touchdown to interception. Yeah, Devin Leary is a guy to pay attention to. He's a sleeper for the Heisman if this team does well. Probably not going to be that good, spoiler. But he's also a guy who we could potentially be talking about as a first-round pick come April 2023 and the NFL Draft. For ECU, we're talking about a team that relies on its offense. They had the fourth-best offense in the American last year, averaging 433.2 yards per game. They did lose some stuff, though. Their best offensive player at this point is probably sophomore running back Keaton Mitchell, who had a very strong freshman season for the squad. Uh, Last year, 174 carries for 1,132 yards, nine touchdowns, a long of 88 yards. Also caught 22 passes for 253 yards. So with all of that said, I just don't think ECU has enough. We're showing that NC State's going to cover this one about 76% of the time. This line has moved a little bit. Uh, originally started NC State minus 10. has jumped down all the way to uh, minus 11.5 at BovadaSportsBook.com right now. And that seems like we can pay attention to the way that is trending. 
we're gonna take you know I I don't I want to I don't want to just jump into money lines right I want to win you guys as much money as possible I feel like a cover is certainly possible here so our first pick will be NC State number 13 team in the country minus 11 and a half for minus 115 at Bavada over East Carolina and we are going to uh to move on from there pretty easy first game but it's going to be a good first game I'm really excited about this weekend of college football the next game we're gonna hit this is a fun one the, the first of a handful of top 25 matchups this week we're gonna scroll around a little bit get down here number 23 Cincinnati number 19 Arkansas we're showing Arkansas gonna win this one out right about 59% of the time and they they have an interesting offense KJ Jefferson's in back uh, KJ Jefferson is back the the Hulk sized quarterback 6'3 245 pounds but also a better passer than I think he's given credit for 67% completion percentage last year 21 touchdowns to four interceptions and just not someone you want to see coming at you in the open field he loses Traylon Burks, a first-round pick of the Tennessee Titans, but gets a couple of interesting transfers over the last couple of years. This year, former blue chipper Jaden Hazelwood comes in from Oklahoma, and last year they got Matt Landers in from Toledo, guy who started slowly, but seemed to figure things out, seemed to start to gel with Jefferson at the end of the season, and I think we can only expect more and more from Landers this year. Hazleton's the wild card. The guy is an elite prospect if he puts it all together, but inconsistency plagued him at, at Oklahoma. For Cincy, it all comes down to who their quarterback's going to be. Who is going to replace Desmond Ritter? We know this team is one of the best offenses in college football last year. We know what they were. We know how they fought. We know where they got. But Desmond Ritter is now an Atlanta Falcon. Is it going to be Ben Bryan, who was Ritter's backup for a while, left, came back, and now he's in the race? Or will it be former blue chip quarterback prospect Evan Prater? It's not, you know, Luke Fickle is in no rush to announce who their quarterback is going to be, but it's hard for me to think that Prater would have stayed if he didn't think he was going to be the starter. This guy is incredibly talented. Uh, could do Desmond Ritterish things at Cincinnati. Not to take anything away from Ben Bryant, who has been more of a game manager than anything else, but Prater has the upside. I imagine he's still there for a reason. Fickle doesn't want to announce anything because why the hell would he? There's no competitive advantage in that. But my expectation is Evan Prater gets the first uh, swing at this. We're showing Arkansas is going to cover about 62% of the time. I don't know if I'm that comfortable. The, the minus seven right now at Bavada doesn't represent great value at only minus one, uh, 150, uh, 105 there, pardon me. So we're just gonna sit with the money line. We're gonna take Arkansas money line minus 250. Our parlay two picks in is gonna go up to a plus 162. I assure you it's gonna get higher than that before we're all said and done here. Another top 25 matchup coming up next right here. Number 11, Oregon. Number 3, Georgia. And uh, ladies and gents, I don't think this one's going to be as competitive as the uh, the rankings would suggest. We're showing Georgia's going to win about 91.5% of the time here. For Oregon, they just lost a lot. 
they lost a lot. Their former starting quarterback, Anthony Brown, is now a Baltimore Raven. Their top two running back, well, top two rushers last year, including Anthony Brown, are have moved on. Their leading rusher, and as, as did C.J. Verdell, their number uh, four rusher last year, leading returning rusher for a team that's really wants to run the ball as sophomore running back Byron Cardwell. We do expect a breakout season from Cardwell, but I don't know that it's going to be enough to propel this team into the lofty heights that they're accustomed. 61 carries for 417 yards, 6.8 a clip, and three scores in limited duty for Cardwell last season for Oregon. Now, Georgia, I know what you're thinking. This team, they lost a ton. They lost a ton, right? How how can they compete with everything they lost? With the number one pick in the draft, and Jordan Davis, and N'Kobe Dean, and Lewis Seen, Channing Tindall, Quay Walker, Darian Kendrick, and so on, and so on, and so on. Well, there's just a new group waiting to take their place. And I would argue that their best defensive lineman last year is still wearing a Bulldogs jersey. And Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle, who has a shot to be a top two or three pick in the 2023 draft. You also have Nolan Smith still there, the outstanding edge rusher. And you have Keely Ringo at the cornerback position. And those three guys you're talking about, I don't know, three potential top 12 to 15 picks if everything breaks right. The team is still loaded to bear. It's just going to be a... It's going to come down to what happens at the quarterback position. Stenson Bennett's back for what seems like his uh, age 27 season this year. He was adequate. The definition of a game manager, 64.5%, 2,862 yards, 29 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Is there a leap to be taken from Bennett? Probably not. Uh, And we watched JT Daniels play last night as former backup, as a matter of fact. So you know what you're going to get. You're going to get consistency. You're just There's not going to be a lot of 450-yard games from Stenson. That's fine. This team doesn't need that. Their defense is going to carry them once again. Last year, arguably the best defense in the country. We're showing it's about a 50-50 split in terms of Oregon covering the six, you know, Oregon with the uh, plus 16.5 at Bavada. It's a big line. There's no doubt about that. I, uh, I'm just not one of those people who believes that this game is going to be as competitive as, uh, as that. I, I, I don't think it's a split. I think this is an obvious Georgia win. I think Georgia's going to win by a decent amount. I think there's a little bit of underestimating what the offense will do because Stenson Bennett's a bit of a boring quarterback. But we're going to take the cover. Georgia, minus 16.5, minus 110. That is going to take our parlay three picks in from 162 to plus 400. All right, we're getting somewhere. Plus 400 at uh, at Bavada after three parlays. Well, three picks of our parlay. Moving on. We have got BYU and South Florida. Uh, let's find this game. It is at 4 p.m. And that is going to be... I'm blind, so excuse me. It's going to be right here. BYU's getting, uh, pardon me, giving 11.5 points, obviously, as the as the overwhelming favorite. We're showing that BYU is going to win this one about 64% of the time. For BYU, this is just a matter of, this is a powerful offense. And I don't think it's going to be slowing down anytime soon. 31st in the nation in passing yards last year at 264. 38th in rushing yards at 189. Didn't put the ball in the end zone as much as you would think. For being 
a consistent top 35 to 40 team, both all uh, in passing and rushing yards, 77th in points scored. So obviously left some meat on the bone there. The player to watch for them is going to be uh, quarterback Jaron Hall, a guy who people really like as a potential sleeper who could turn into a household name this year. He's a junior, 63.9% completion percentage last year for 2,583 yards, 20 scores to just five interceptions. Expect a big jump in the stock of Jaron Hall this year. People say maybe a first rounder. I think that's, I think that's a little bit much. USF is just... Well, they're fine. They're ordinary. They were a team led by their defense last year, 15th in the nation, at th- giving up 34.7 points per game. The offense isn't very good. The passing game is below average. The running game is adequate. I just I don't see how they potentially have the horses to keep up with a guy with a, with a team like BYU, an offense that high powered. We're showing BYU is going to cover this one about 66% of the time. And I have a, have a hard time not believing that. Something about that 11.5 scares me. And maybe we'll look back at this next week and point to this as, uh, as one of our issues. So if you do want to play it safe, go with the money line here, minus 415. I'm going to take the cover. I think BYU is at least 12 points better than uh, South Florida right now. So... With now four picks into our parlay, we are at plus 854 at Bavada. Putting the money up, we're getting there. Up next, we have got Rice versus USC. A couple of these are not going to be super competitive. Spoilers. We're showing USC is going to win it about 96.1% of the time. For Rice, look, they, they don't stop people from scoring and... They were 228th in college football in points for last season. I don't think we need to say much more than that. USC is fascinating, however. They bring in just a ton. The team looks completely different than it did a year ago. Lincoln Riley, now the head coach. Caleb Williams, the former Oklahoma star freshman, now a USC star sophomore. They bring in maybe the most productive returning receiver in the nation and former pit wide receiver Jordan Addison. Their offense is going to be there. Caleb Williams, when he took over at Oklahoma last year, he just brought a spark to that team. 211 passing attempts, 64.5% completion percentage, 1,912 yards on the ground, 21 uh, on the through the air, 21 touchdowns, four interceptions, also a major threat to run the ball. He's a Heisman Trophy candidate. You know who Caleb Williams is, and he's just going to get better and better and better. I was thinking about this, and it's very rare that someone is going to get to play in a Lincoln-Riley offense and learn the nuances over the course of potentially three or four years. It just doesn't happen because that offense is such a star maker in its own right. You tend to have one and done. Caleb Williams is going to... Basically, he's getting a master class in this Lincoln-Riley offense. And that tends to spell a lot of success at the college level. We're showing USC is going to cover this. By the way, the this in this situation is they're giving 32.5 points at Bavada right now. Gigantic number. And we're showing they're going to cover about 98% of the time. I, I would even look into an alternate line here, honestly. Uh, I think USC is going to win by more than this. This might be a 40-point win. This might be a 42-point win. 
So this for me, an easy cover for USC. Our parlay goes from 850 to plus 17,2100 bucks. Wins you 1700 with uh, five picks in our parlay. Up next, we have got the Troy Trojans taking on the number 21 ranked Ole Miss Rebels. Had to throw this one in from my underdog colleague, Matt Crone. We're showing that Ole Miss is going to win this one about 89% of the time outright. For Troy, a team that was kind of a passing team last year, were pretty good in terms of their defense. Don't know that they have the horses at this point. I just, I don't know. Their quarterback last year, Gunnar Watson, comes back for his junior year. Was was adequate, but quite frankly, it was a step down from the prior year for him. Um, as a, you know, in 2020, 2,141 yards passing. Last year, that drops to 1,600. The completion percentage dropped from 70 to 61. I just, you wonder what's going on when you see numbers like that. You don't tend to see regression from those early seasons with a quarterback taking over. Ole Miss lost a ton. Let's get this out there on Front Street. Their starting quarterback is now a Carolina Panther. Their top two running backs, Jerry Ely and Snoop Connor, are in the NFL. Their two leading receivers, Ontario Drummond and Braylon uh, Sanders, are in the NFL. But Jackson Dart comes over from USC, the former five-star prospect. They're going to be able to move the ball. That's what they do at Ole Miss, and uh, I think that's going to continue here. We're showing an Ole Miss cover about 98% of the time, and uh, that's minus 21.5 at Bavada. Another gigantic line. Do we, this is a question, right? Do we believe in the Troy defense enough? But the money line is awfully boring. The money line's minus 1,800. That's not doing anything for us. We're here to make money. We're here to take chances. We're here to make people rich. Yeah, we're going to take Mississippi minus 21 and a half for minus 110. That's going to take our parlay from plus 1721 to plus 3377. Finally, some real money. We're talking about real money now. And uh, we move on to what should be. I would, I would think at least what the media wants to be the game of the week. That would be right here, number five, Notre Dame versus number two, Ohio State. We're seeing about an 83.5% chance that uh, Ohio State wins this one outright. And, man, for Notre Dame, it all comes down to new head coach Marcus Freeman. They had quite a few changes. They lost some players. Avery Davis, one, a guy who they expected to be one of their leading receivers, was lost in, in August in practice to a torn ACL. They do have some weapons uh, for quarterback Tyler Buckner, but Buckner, in his own right, incredibly unproven. And he goes gets to play Ohio State. Ohio State is not missing much. People talk about everything that they had last year and all of those early draft picks. Well, they return their leading quarterback in, in terms of passing yards, in terms of anything. They, they return their top two running backs. They returned their leading receiver. Yeah, it wasn't Garrett Wilson. It wasn't Chris Olave. It was Jackson. I, 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 I feel like somehow Jackson has been overlooked and people think that that bowl game that he had when Wilson and Olave didn't play was some sort of mirage. He 
he had 600 more yards receiving than the number two player on that team that was Garrett Wilson. He had more, almost 700 yards more than Chris Olave. He wasn't that far off at 1,600, matching the total of both Wilson and Olave. He's that good. He is a top 15 to 20 pick in the draft next year. At, it seems like the floor. CJ Stroud, a guy who has a chance to be the number one pick in the draft, comes back after throwing for 4,435 yards, including 44 touchdowns to six picks in that freshman season. He's a Heisman contender, a contender to be the number one pick. And guess what? This is going to be another gigantic season. We're showing that Ohio State is going to cover the 17 about 88% of the time. And I think that is going to be where we're at. The The money line is boring minus 800 at Bavada, so that doesn't tempt me to go in that direction. We're going to take the cover. Uh, Ohio State minus 17, minus 110. It's going to take our parlay from 33.77 to plus 65.37 at Bavada. Yeah, we're going to get this thing. We're going to get this thing into into five figures. We're going to talk about a $10,000 payout for your $100 bet. And we're going to do that with our final game of the week. You know, this one's also not going to be a nail biter, despite the fact that Utah State did get the chance to play already, which does tend to be something of a competitive advantage. They won 31 to 20 over UConn in week zero. Don't think it's going to matter too much. Spoilers, and uh, I apologize for that. Gigantic line at Bavada, by the way. This is going to be the biggest line we've talked about all day with these games. Alabama is giving 42 points. They're giving 42 points. And what's crazy to me, too, they're expected to win by 42 or more here, and the over-under is only 62.5, which means Alabama is going to have to be responsible for doing most of that scoring. Um... We'll talk about yeah. We'll we'll talk about the pick in just a second. Let's let's talk about Utah State. Like I said, they have had the opportunity to play already. They they have the win. They are officially in first place in the Mountain West. Enjoy that while it lasts. Uh, big game from their quarterback Logan Bonner, 281 yards and three touchdowns. Calvin Tyler Jr. led the way rushing 161 yards on 33 carries last week. No scores. No scores. Passing is a passing offense. Again, I. Uh, yeah, don't think it's going to matter a ton. We talked about the success that C.J. Stroud had last year as a freshman. Well, that was usurped by what Bryce Young did as a freshman at at uh, Alabama. At, did last year at Alabama. 366 completions on 547 attempts for 66.9%. 4,872 yards passing. 47 touchdowns to 7 picks. You know... Alabama is a team that really likes to run the ball, and they lose Brian Ro- uh, Robinson to the NFL. Trey Sanders comes back. He was their number two rusher last year. Roydell Williams comes back, their number three rusher last year. But really, it was Robinson's team. They're going to have to figure out what to do with the at the wide receiver position, too, as uh, Jalen Williams and John Michi are playing professionally. But this is a team that restocks. It's... It's not a rebuild type thing. It's a reload type thing. And that's going to be exactly what happens for Alabama this year. We're showing they're going to cover the spread. Again, 42 points at Bavada. They're going to cover that 42 points about 99% of the time. This is another one where if you have the guts to do it, you want to make a little bit extra money, go into the alternate lines, take Alabama minus a little bit more, maybe minus 45. That would be interesting. Uh, I don't want to mess with 
I don't want to mess too much with this because the alternate lines tend to screw up the spread a little bit. But that's just the first half. Do we have an alternate line for the full game? I'm not seeing it anyway. So regardless, no big deal. We get back to where we were. We get back to this Alabama game. And it's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> it's probably the nicest way to put it. Absolutely on Alabama to cover the 42. This is a, it's a 50 point win. And I think it's a pretty easy one. Probably going to hit this over as well. If I had to guess. And maybe we'll take that. You know, why the heck not? We like our bonus picks. So we'll take Alabama to cover the 42, which takes our parlay from 6,500 to 12,573. And then bonus points here. Let's take the over at 62 and a half, minus 105 at Bavada there. And that is going to jump our parlay up even more. Final parlay, eight picks plus a bonus over under, goes from 12,572 to it broke. So forget that. Our official parlay, eight picks, uh, is plus $12,572. $100 wins you 12 and a half grand. And it's locks, like they are every single week. All right. That's going to be it for this week's episode of In Pursuit of a Parlay. I have been Chris Horwoodell. Thank you for listening. Like I said, like, subscribe, wherever the heck you're at. Reach out. Be in touch. Let's, let's have this be a community. Thank you so, so much for watching, for listening, for engaging, and we will see you next time.